Hey there, this is Journals Out Loud Casting Initiative Part 2. Uh, I'm Aaron Buck, I'm your host, and today we are meeting with... Hey guys, what's up? My name is August. I'm Eddie. I'm Caleb. My name's Noah. And uh, we're just going to jump straight into it with the first four questions. I'm going to read the first one. Mm. Why do people get back with their exes even after being dumped by them? Doesn't everyone deserve better than that? What do you guys think? Mm. Depends on the situation. Can I? There's a lot of... Yeah, go for it. Um, I think... Goodness, I hate to be like the guy who blames the media or whatever. But people who are in their late teens, early 20s, are they want two things. They want what they want logically and they want what they want emotionally, right? And so logically, you know you should want somebody who's stable and kind. But there's no drama in that, right? When I... When I was uh, growing up in the Philippines, I thought that high school in the States was going to be like One Tree Hill, <laughs> right? Where everything is just like over the top dramatic and the fights are huge, but when they make up, it's like so beautiful. So a lot of people are really addicted to drama without realizing it and without understanding your own self-worth. It's easy to get caught in those, uh, in those patterns. Does that make sense? Yeah, I totally, I yeah. totally agree to play off what you're saying um, Shoot. in regards to like self-worth. I think a lot of people in relationships seem to get lost in the idea of themselves when Ooh. you're in a relationship it's more than yourself it's about the couple it's about the two of you that's about the pair and i guess especially being young you know mm. being young it, it really does play on you in the way that you think but it's just come back it, it just it all comes back to what is the situation each situation is different there's mm. never one thing that is the same each person is different each person's unique every situation is different and unique so when it comes down to relationships and breaking up and getting back together it's obviously a tough thing to do but like at the end of the day if you really truly love who it is that you're trying to reconnect with if you feel that the reconnection is there give it a chance it's life you know life is it's important to make the most of each situation but of course if it's something like abusive or mm. not right or they mistreat you or something along the lines of that there's no point to go get back involved into a difficult situation and i'm curious just to, to hear your uh your standpoint since you expanded on that um do you find that like a lot of people at least in your experience of friends and yourself kind of get their identity lost within that relationship like they don't know who they are as an individual so when they break up with that person they're afraid and confused and immediately try to get back with that person totally well, totally don't you think that like all right getting lost in a relationship i think that's pretty common and yeah, normal absolutely and a lot of and a lot of people yeah. do it and um but the fear the afraid mm. it's not just afraid of of not knowing who you are but the f- being afraid of not being loved again mm. um being afraid of being alone. I struggle with that one for you sure. Know, a yeah. lot of people can't. Don't be judge alone. me, but like you know, it's no, everybody's afraid of that. That's terrifying. Gonna, here to judge. Um, no, I just think that especially in this day and age, it's really like the dating world's really garbage. Like, mm. and there's so many walls that are put up, and so I think that the reason that people get back together with people is because they were comfortable with them. Yeah, You're you know what I'm saying. It's so difficult to yeah. to you can filter through so many people on all these you know twelve different dating apps. And find, like, the one, and then it's like, okay, well, I have no clue what you're actually like in real life. Mm. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, we get swallowed in social media. Well, and everybody is, like, everything is designed so that you can project your highlights for everybody to see. So, like, sure, on Instagram, it looks like everything is dope and all of your angles are super nice. And then you meet the person, and anybody can look good on a first couple of dates, right? But as you start (laughs) to peel away, people start to become afraid, I think, in a lot of ways of who they are, Mm. you know? 
And that's yeah. that's super important. It comes back yeah. to again loving yourself, Absolutely, which is the most dude. important thing to be able to just be happy to be able to be in the relationship. You have to first love yourself in order to full fully love that someone else. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. But mm. going back to the very first part of this question, why do people get back with their exes even after being dumped by them? I mean, I think that there's a stance being taken in this question where it's insinuating that's always a bad thing, and I guess. That might be true. What do you think? Is it always a bad thing to get back with an ex? Eddie was saying every situation is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes sure. I've seen situations where people have broken up with each other or one person has dumped the other. And then one or both of them has an epiphany and they end up getting married when they get back together. You know, they realize the mistakes they made. They were humble enough to fix them and they came back. But it's not always the case. What do you think? I think that relationships and like love in a sense like it works because people choose to make it work Mm. i think that if you don't if you're not making the conscious effort to like communicate with somebody and be involved with somebody and be there for somebody then it's obviously going to fall apart it's going to be doomed to begin with so i mean it depends on your mindset and and i like that i think i think that's actually a great point um i think that oftentimes when people break up with each other it's because something was wrong in one way or another way but when they get back together that's only ever going to make sense if people are willing to communicate about mm. what went wrong it and how they can fix it yeah with um, mm-hmm. i have a different opinion on that because yeah. sometimes nothing's wrong in a sense wow. i mean yeah think about it this way i i mean i got out of a relationship where i was head over heels in love and we were great together and comfortable but we weren't moving. We weren't growing. Mm-hmm. We were so comfortable in ourselves and neither of us were growing up. And so that's why we split. It was it was because, you know, it wasn't it wasn't that the relationship was unhealthy. It was that it was it just was. And there was there wasn't any growth. And so we both kind of saw like, hey, we're great people. We're great together, but we're also great apart and we need to like grow up a little bit. So going back to to that, it was the easy thing to do. And so sometimes getting back with the ex is because it's what you want because it's the easiest thing to do. And being mm. on your own or getting over that person or growing up, in a sense, is the hardest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, you're so right. And, you know, people who do get back and don't take that into account, probably going to break up again. Yeah. Or be very unhappy in the long run. Right. And yeah. again, that all goes back to loving yourself and being, Absolutely. you know, a, just being able to love who you are as an individual and having a certain idea that you have for your life because mm-hmm. once you join with another it's kind of like you're building a team yeah. it's not necessarily just one person on there nobody own. really looks at it that way though right yeah absolutely that's very insightful from all of you thank you so much we're moving on to the next question Shoot. i feel like a, <clears throat> excuse me i feel like a quitter I used to do swimming when I was younger, and then I stopped because I was afraid. Last year, I tried to do lacrosse, but I quit because I couldn't scoop the ball, and I felt so embarrassed when all the other girls were watching. I want to do a sport, but I'm too afraid to try because I fear getting judged and embarrassed. So I end up quitting whenever I fail. What can I do? Can I make a Game of Thrones quote right here? Of course. In season one, um, Ned Stark says to Bran Stark, he says, Son, I want you to be brave. And Bran Stark says, but what if I'm afraid? And Ned says, when you're afraid is the only time you can be brave, right? So I, I, I was uh, signed to an independent record label for, for four years, and I had a lot of performances. And um, people don't understand that every time I went up on stage, I'm, like, crapping my, my jobs, <laughs> right? Like, you, I'm afraid all the time, but to make decisions out of fear – um, you're never going to grow as a human being, right? Right? Um, was it 
was it Margaret Thatcher or was it a uh, who is it that said do one thing a day that scares you? Right. I don't know who said it. It's probably attributed to many many people. It at this probably. Point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like if, if I if I'm in in the midst of my decision making process and I decide to not do it, I have to 100% make sure that I'm not doing it because I'm afraid, right? You'll always live regret with uh, regrets if that's how you continue to live your life. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I, I love that. I think keeping yeah. in mind that you only know how to do something once you learn how to do it. Dude, that's great. So yeah. to start and think like, oh my God, I'm going to I'm gonna pick up this, this basketball and be able to dunk like Kobe or, you know... And, you it's just not you're gonna have to practice practice makes perfect you can't just you know i was a snowboarder you can't just get off on a black diamond and and go down it and never been on a snowboard before you're going to get hurt or you're going to get embarrassed you're going to fall down just get back up every time get back up every time and you're not left sitting on the ground embarrassed Right. That's that's this is something I kind of related to. I, I played lacrosse my whole life growing up. It was like my favorite awesome. sport to do. It's a great sport. But awesome. um, to get into the question, never quit. Quitting is never it's never good. And, uh, you know, sometimes things are difficult and situations sometimes are tough to handle or you feel like you're not the best. You get embarrassed. But at the end of the day, you just have to understand hard work is important to especially growing. And you're never going to just be you know, a star on the first time, you have to obviously work and grow and fail and fail and fail until you finally succeed and until you finally do it to where mm. it's like, that's how it's done. Yeah. That's the way to do it. You don't start out your first year and be the captain of the of the team. Obviously, there's some situations where that may happen. But again, it's in life. It's just it comes back to life. It's more than just a sport. It's like life. You have to you have to learn. You have to grow. You have to be able to be willing to fail to ultimately be willing to succeed. And failure is part of the process of exactly. success. The only difference between you and your heroes is that they failed more than you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. Sorry. In the show The 100, there's a there's a quote. Uh, Loving the show quotes. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in The 100, there's uh, they, they say, um, fall, fall, get up fall get up again or something like that but they say it in when you know whatever the language was that they were speaking in that show Do they chant it that sounds like something you would chant um what was <laughs> what well, oh, i can't remember his name but he was like he was the outsider who basically like became one of the people from space more or less he and checkmated was, their cynicism right Man. he just kind of showed them like hey you know what there's a few scenes in there that are pretty intense where it's like He's losing, he's failing, he's going really, really far down, but he reminds himself and like he'll say that line, whatever it mm. is, and he'll be like, fall, get back up, and then he gets back up and rises to the occasion. Beautiful. I like that. Very cool. What do you got, Noah? Uh, I just think that, you know, you shouldn't care what people think, and if they have something rude to say about you not being able to, mm. what does it say, scoop the ball properly on your first day, then they're the ones that are shit, you know, like they're... They're the ones that have an issue. It's not you. And also, like, there's other fish in the sea. If lacrosse isn't the sport for you, it's not the sport for you. There's a billion sports out right. there to to do, to get, to be like a, here's what you should do. I mean, like. Can I add a quote to what you just said? Sure. Because, like, not being afraid of sure. what other people say. Like, uh, I don't remember who said. I know so many quotes, but I don't know who today said is, Today is the day of the forgotten quotes. Right. <laughs> but the, the so quote, things that you've heard and right. are now paraphrasing. <laughs> or what we saw on Instagram. Um, the, the, the quote is, what other people think about me is none of my business. There you go. Right. 
keep your what do you think about yourself i like that i like that obviously it's hard of course to change into that new paradigm like Mm. that takes a lot of work and effort that takes practice in and of itself (laughs) so um when this person says i'm too afraid to try because i fear getting judged and embarrassed what can i do i think we've said a lot of go for it a lot of practice a lot of try anyway a lot of get up that's all excellent and that is the truth that is how you move forward it's by doing but 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 we understand that can be very difficult and maybe there's a middle ground maybe there's a step in between here and there you know what i will say though i think the people that you surround yourself with are extremely important um another quote is before you label yourself as depressed make sure you're not surrounded by assholes first, (laughs) right? And the people, and I've noticed this because I moved to a new spot in North Hollywood, and the people that I I met, I can't explain it, but we immediately loved each other and cared for each other, and I'd never been in an environment where where people lifted me up and and thought the same way that I did. So finding uh, nobody can do it alone, right? And, And getting to that mindset is a process. So just make sure that you stack the odds in your favor, by by choosing the people that you spend your time with. Right. And I like that because even if you're intimidated by the lacrosse team, right? Uh, there may be someone on the lacrosse team who's not an asshole, who might be a cool person that you can then say, listen, uh, here's my goal. I want to be on the lacrosse team, but it's intimidating and you're so great and a cool person. Maybe we can get together, just the two of us, and I can practice with you as, yeah. a, as a first step. Um, I think that's a great idea. I think that that might be the way to go if this is something that's overwhelming for you, because there are always people who are going to be there if you look for them who are willing to help you out. I mean, totally. Find like a little ritual to do before you mm. go to practice. I mean, like for me, before I like go on stage or whatever, I always brush my teeth and floss because it makes me feel <laughs> confident. I don't know. Hey. <laughs> makes me feel like I'm really in my power to have my teeth freshly flossed. Um, no, I like that though, right? Like just wh- something small yeah. to like make you feel good. For me, it's my Calvin's. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What What can you do that you know will let you feel empowered? Yeah, what are right? you in control of? Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Next question. I've been dating this guy for about a month. I want to have sex with him, but I don't know how soon is too soon. I've never been in a relationship before, only casual sex, but I really like this one. Mm. I'm just curious what you lovely people think is long enough of a wait. Please don't tell me when you feel comfortable. <laughs> I need a time or landmark in the relationship. So I'm just going to real quick get it out of the way. Like the <laughs> obvious answer is, you know, everyone always says, oh, you know, on the third date or whatever. But I'm looking for something other than that. So that's my challenge to all of you. Tell him or them tell them that you like them make it a landmark create it for yourself say hey you know i've done this i've done casual sex this is not how i feel about this and i want you to know that this is more to me i like that a lot it's showing that you are invested in care enough to be honest and upfront can i add to that i think at this point obviously you know we're all going to say when you're comfortable but i think what's paramount is is exactly what you said you have to make sure that you're communicating uh the way that you're feeling and what your thought process is, because especially since this is a this is a girl asking this question, correct? Um, guys are kind of stupid, right? <laughs> like we're not. I'm just telling you right now, we can't. We're not going to pick up hints. We're we're not going to do the uh, that thing where you say you want us to do something and do the opposite. Like we it, we really <laughs> appreciate honesty in a situation like this. And I was with a girl one time who we were kissing for a long time, but she didn't want to do anything sexual for me sexual with me for a long time and she ended up telling me that the reason was because she'd been in a lot of casual relationships before and she was afraid she was going to ruin this one if we went into it too soon see now that i know that now that now i understand where you're coming from 
you know, now I can cater more to your needs. Now I can make sure that I'm not pressuring you. But it all comes down to communication. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Communication Abs- is key, especially when it comes to those things that are really hard to pa- talk about. Sex is very hard to talk about mm. for a lot of people. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that what you will find if you are upfront and honest, if you're with someone who's good for you, who's actually a good person and cares about you, is exactly what you were saying. Yeah. If you are upfront and honest and say, this is what I'm thinking, this is what my needs are, that person will probably go out of their way above and beyond to fulfill those needs and f- make that happen for you, whatever it is. Because if they actually are caring about you and are like decent people, they're probably going to want you happy as opposed to trying to impose themselves on you in some way or another. So um, it's probably really, really healthy for multiple reasons that you try to be upfront about this. And can I say that if this relationship is taking place in L.A., and if you guys have been going out for a month and seeing each other and he hasn't Holy like world. pressured you for it, this is probably <laughs> a pretty good guy. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, he's in I'm love. not even kidding. Like for I'm telling you, he's going to want to hear what you're thinking because it, it's not that he doesn't want to have sex. Right. But he's a good guy. He wants he wants you to be you know comfortable. You know? I like that. Um, and I guess that we haven't said when you feel comfortable because in quotes, was, we did. Right? <laughs> yeah, we, in, in quotes, we did. But, but that's the thing. I think that in asking... Like the director's note that was provided. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think that you've asked us not to say that, and we haven't said it. Um, and the answer, I think, is because you are comfortable. Yeah. Um, mm. and nice observation. Yeah. It's just a matter of feeling confident that it goes both ways and you're not going to know that until you ask as we've said comfortable and confident are not quite the same when you can like talk to them about like bodily functions is really like a big one that's real (laughs) if you're talking about farting in front of my significant (laughs) other like we're in this bitch you know so like like the last relationship i was in or the last person i dated i was like yo we're not having sex tonight and he was like why and i was like i've got a pimple on my ass like there's no way we're like it's just not happening and he just went can i look at it and i was like of course and that's what i like, did you when have you can, sex though that was that's what we're all we, curious yeah about. We there did. you go yes, we did. there you go honesty the, the pimple was unbothered uh, nice but yeah no i think that when you can like full-blown just like be honest with somebody look them in the eyes and be like i've got a pimple on my ass that you're fine you know when I, you can talk about it i like that and you're you're right that's true. When you can talk about ass pimples, you're you are yeah, you're, you're golden. You're in it to win yeah. it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Well, actually, thank you. That's all the time we have. But you guys have been fantastic. Thank you so much. We're going to call it there. This has been uh, Journal's uh, test show. Thanks for watching. All right. Awesome. Bye. Thank you. Hey there, everybody. My name is Aaron Bach. I am the host of Journals Out Loud. Uh, welcome to another test episode of our Journals Casting Initiative. Um, I've introduced myself. We're going to go around the room. Uh, start with you. My name is Dalton L., but you can call me Dutch. <laughs> My name is Autumn. You can call me Autumn. My name is Anders. Dears works. My name is Ian Salazar, but you can call me Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll just be confusing. <laughs> Now, I'm going to just jump straight into it because we are pressed for time, but uh, I think the first question will be a good one. I think this girl likes me, but she's my friend's ex. What should I do? Well, I'm going to step in first. I <laughs> I just think that with anything like this, you need to, to talk to your friend because no matter what, if you try to go behind his back or her back and, and date that person, it's going to get messy regardless because it will come out eventually. Um, and if it means something, if you feel like there is really something there and she likes you and you like her, um, I think if you 
approach your friend and say, this is how I'm feeling. I wanted to bring it to your attention first. I want to see how you feel about it. Um, at least you're being honest. And then where you go from there is up to you. You kind of follow you follow the, tr- the trait there. But you, you definitely got to be open and talk to your friend about it. Yeah. Oh, yikes. I'm going to jump in here. Um, yeah, I am that girl. I was that girl. That happened to me. I was the ex. That was me. Um, it was an experience. Yeah, uh, we didn't tell my ex-boyfriend. Ooh, ouch. Um, and then I was like, nah, it'll be chill. You can tell him if you want. I don't care. And then he found out. And then we were like, mm, we probably should have just told him. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's a good ground to just kind of like, be like, hey, out of respect for you, like, I have feelings for your ex. And I would like to yeah. <laughs> jump in on a that. Respect thing but for like, sure. Yeah. I, going back, I really probably should have just, just it's, even though it's technically none of their business, which is, was my mentality about it. Going back, I was like, out of respect for my ex-boyfriend, we probably should have been like, ooh, hey, there's yeah. like, there's something here that uh, that wasn't there previously. Ooh. Yeah, I definitely say the name of the game is transparency. Just mm-hmm. being upfront with both your partner and um, your friend. Just, I mean, if you lay everything out and there's still problems, then those problems need to be addressed. And if you're mm-hmm. not willing to like take that extra step, then... Um, I mean, that's kind of a defining point of any relationship. So, I mean, should you be getting into relationships if you can't talk? Right. Like, right. Yeah, like right. communication is key. <laughs> yeah, I was I was actually the ex, but the other ex. Ooh. The ex who loses in this game. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, no. So, uh, yeah, I, like, came back over the summer and, like, out of nowhere, um, my friend texted me after the whole summer he had been spending oh, with my ex-girlfriend, didn't say anything, and then I left to go back to school and he texted me being like, hey, by the way, I'm dating your ex-girlfriend. Ooh. It was probably a little bit more uh, written a little bit better than that. But I was kind of like, oh, wow. Well, we saw each other the whole summer, though. Yeah. So I think I agree with you. I think communication's key. I also yeah. think, in my opinion, um, you need there should be like a little bit of time. Like, you don't want to be, like, jumping right into, like, oh, my oh. friend's ex is available? Let's go. Like, let's right, jump right, right into it, you know? Oh, yeah, like, like I, I, didn't, I didn't get together with that guy until, like, like almost half a year after I broke up with my boyfriend. I broke right. up with him, by the way. Like, I broke up with him, and then I made the choice as an independent woman to go after the friend. I, I also yeah. think it is important to say that it, it might not be the best conversation for text message. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's, it's definitely important to come up to your friend in person and say, like, I want to lay it all out. Not that harsh text of, like, hey, uh, real quick, sorry about it, but I want to see your ex. I think it needs to be something that needs Annie to be Annie sent me a winky person. face, too. Ouch. Yeah, no, yeah, like, no emojis. No emojis. Like, spell out all <laughs> the words. Definitely include punctuation. But I would definitely it. say do it in person because that's got to be a really you know give yourself like you said after some time but really give yourself time to to put all the feelings out on the table and approach your friend in a a good manner you know and what i mean and in person usually and if it's a good friend like i think they'll want what's happened like the best want thing you for be you happy. exactly yeah. wants you thank you want you to be happy wants want what's best for both you and the ex they mm-hmm. could judge if it's real too you know yeah. i think that mm-hmm. a good friend would be able to sense if what you're feeling is something that could possibly come to fruition as a real relationship. So. Yeah, like definitely don't sacrifice your friendship with people that have might have been for years for a relationship you don't know is going to really work out. You know, like if you're all friends and then it's all chill, like it's all cool. But uh, yeah, definitely don't don't sacrifice your friendships. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest that at I all. Agree. And I they did that in the show Friends and it worked <laughs> out for them. So. <laughs> We can model our lives after them. Exactly. Oh, no, please don't. So, <laughs> I just watched the entire series. Um, so 
I'm hearing a lot of really great stuff, but I've got a question, mm-hmm. uh, kind of two questions actually. Do you owe? Do you actually owe your friend that call or that arrival, saying, "Yo, here's what's going on," just so you know? Like, I, I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but like, is that something you really owe? And how close of a friend do they need to be before you absolutely do owe? I think if it's a like for me, I'm definitely like a if I'm going to get involved with someone that I am close to, like their ex. I'm definitely going to let them know. I think it's like, for me, it's more like girl code. Like you don't just like get together with someone's ex. Cause that's like Regina George level stuff right there. <laughs> like I know um, I'm like my best friend. I like, I ended up developing feelings for her ex and I straight up, as soon as I like knew that was, those were the feelings I had. I like went up to her and I was like, look, I, we need to have this conversation. Cause I feel really guilty about it. It's like really bad. But um, yeah, I actually just had, an argument with one of my friends because she got together with this guy that I was with for years in high school. And then people were like, are you going to tell autumn? And she's like, no, she doesn't need to know. And I was like, yes, that's something I need to know. That is definitely something that probably just at least being like a, Hey, by the way, this happened. I would appreciate that a whole lot more than like going out of your way to like, not tell me. I mean, I think ethically (laughs) you, I mean, you technically don't owe somebody that because it's your feelings yeah. but mm-hmm. it all boils down to whether or not you care for your friend enough to let them know do you know what i mean it's, yeah, it's yeah. not Absolutely. like it's very subjective right i mean if it's your fringe friend that you only see once or twice a month then you don't necessarily need to like have this sit down chat of like this really heart to heart emotional <laughs> yeah. thing but if it's some fringe friendship that you care about then i in my life and i would hope in yours if it is your good friend you would tell them but i don't know about ethically if there's this like cut in stone you know rule but it just depends on how how good of a friend it is i think yeah i think i think oh is a tricky word there yeah the word oh i don't because i agree like i don't think you necessarily owe that person anything but um if you're like really good friends with someone it definitely would seem like the right thing to do yeah right yeah i agree agree. and if you kind of look at the situation and you say like i i think like oh they they may get upset about this or like you think it could be a problem like why would you not bring it up when you leave, when you kind of sow those seeds of right. like um, lying by omission, you know, it's, it's going to come back to bite you in the ass. Yeah. I like That's that. All right. There's a consensus. Do it. <laughs> Just, I would definitely agree that there is a consensus there. It's like gentleman's guide to how to get together with your friend's ex. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thank you for that. Next question. I recently got my driving permit. When I drive, I'm completely panicked, and I've convinced myself that I'm going to kill a pedestrian. None of my friends seem to have this issue. I just don't understand how I'm so terrible at a task that everyone out there seems to be doing. Is this something anyone else has had a problem with? Is it due to my anxiety or perfectionist tendencies or just wanting to be good right away? Um, you raised your hand. I, did, I raised <laughs> my like, hand to be like, I'm ready. Yeah. I was like, say, <laughs> me? Teacher, teacher. Um, okay, look, you're not alone. I'm 21 years old, almost 22, living in LA, and I don't have my driver's license because I'm afraid I'm going to kill a pedestrian. Fun fact, my mom was like, oh, before you move to LA, this is when I was 18, before you move to LA, you're going to get your driver's license. So I went to the DMV. I was all happy, renewed my... my permit had expired that was the point we were at i could just walk in and take the test that was that was the kind of day it was walked in went to the test pulled out and like auto failed because someone was in my blind spot and i like freaked out and um stayed in the lane i was in instead of doing the direction that the person said because i didn't want to like hit anybody and then auto failed the test and like cried all the way back to the dmv pulled into the dmv got out of the car cried all the way into the building 
my mom's like get she's like go over there we're gonna take your picture and you're gonna renew your permit and i was like really yeah my permit <laughs> when i first came here is like me it's like a mugshot. i like <laughs> look like my eyes are puffy i had like black hair at the time i look definitely like joan jett was having a really bad day <laughs> oh, um, no. yeah don't like have my driver's license romance I, think, I think what you did start i with was a- <laughs> actually um that's, that's you should have forged like used a crayon and said just like made i'm not okay own. like in the picture <laughs> i think what you started with was important though that it's definitely you're not alone i mean think about statistically how many car crashes there are in a day in the united states alone i mean there are definitely some anxious drivers out there and, and not the best drivers out there that that do have their licenses and probably shouldn't um but yeah i, I think it's um something that i will say is start with practice don't go driving on a major freeway if you have the um thought that you might kill someone be careful where you practice that's that's a bad start (laughs) open parking lots are great places to practice with somebody that is a good driver and i just think you're definitely not alone um and as anything goes that creates anxiety in anyone the more you do it the less anxious you're going to be um but start with some pretty low intense, low intensity maybe surroundings. I wouldn't jump into an LA freeway right yeah, away. Like no but, do, no yeah. donuts in like um, in the yeah, I just in think, and out parking lot. No, it's nothing to be <laughs> nothing to feel alone in though for sure. Yeah, I think it's better good. that you convinced yourself though that you're because I've been in the car and then my friend will convince me that they're a bad driver. They're not convinced they're a bad driver, right. but now my friend, I'm like, you're a terrible driver, <laughs> and I would rather have them have that self-realization like you right, did, right. where you're like, okay, I, I like, I'm scared of, like, I don't want to do this. You know, I think everyone should take their time with it, and like, because it is. I mean, there are other ways to get around town for sure. We are not, you know. I, I rely heavily cars. on public transportation, and it is actually cost efficient. So, <laughs> there you go. Definitely, and we, we definitely live in like a car culture where when you you start to drive and you get a car, that's like your freedom right. in a sense. Mm-hmm. So there's so much pressure to not only drive but to be good at driving, to be a safe driver, all those things. Uh, and like you said, there's so many people out there that are just like reckless drivers that like probably shouldn't have gotten their license right. to begin yeah. with. I think a cautious <laughs> driver would be like more than welcome on the road. Yeah, absolutely. Driving in LA sucks, so you're not missing out on anything. I'm a slow driver. I'm not a bad driver. <laughs> There's the <more laughs> That's not a bad story. thing to be a slow driver. Yeah. It, it can be safe. I'm really great on Saints Row. Like, absolutely the best driver. <laughs> not like the best at following the rules, but I'm like, I could get you there without crashing the car. So. Who's the real winner here? How did Definitely. you not pass your driver's license test? <laughs> no, you should have like, just put that like, I was when you really got in the car. Like, just to around. I was like, if I had a motorcycle right now, I'd be set. <laughs> That's it. You Although, just got to send in a complaint letter to GTA when they don't include a blinker function in the driving part of the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, though, before we move on, uh, I absolutely, when I first got GTA 5 and spent like probably over 24 hours straight playing the game, oh, yeah. uh, the first time I got into my car after playing that game, <laughs> I literally said to myself, <laughs> oh, I'll just drive over the curb because that's the fastest way from point A to point B. Well, of course. Yes, and I was seconds away from doing it. So. <laughs> Yo, driving maybe, home from- maybe not the best practice for this person that's writing in. I wouldn't start with a video game. No, no. As a matter of fact, that's why they have traffic schools, right? That's why there are professional <laughs> right. driving instructors. When right? I found out that like motorcycles would actually drive between cars on the freeway, I was Legally. like, oh, man, I thought that was only a thing that happened in video games. No. Like, I, it terrified I me. had that same moment. I was like, <laughs> No, I've seen people nice. drive motorcycles like into a Ralph's before. It's like, <laughs> like that doesn't go there. <laughs> One of these things Shortcut. Just doesn't belong here. <laughs> Hard to argue with them though. All right, last question. I am a junior in high school. 
All my past relationships have ended terribly because I was dating very popular but mean guys. Mm -hmm. I am dating a new guy who is much different to my old boyfriends, but I am almost sad at the fact that he isn't popular, that he wears V-necks that don't look good on him, that he doesn't fit in with a popular crowd, that he's not as cute as the guys I used to date. I am the one driving him around, the better looking one, and if we ever go to parties, it's through my connections. I feel like I want a guy who can take charge, be the popular jerk, but treat me like a princess. Am I being selfish? Should I tell him how I feel? Ooh. 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 Oh, man. It's like a multi-layer question right there. Very much. Is... But, like, I feel that so hard. Right, like, there's a lot going on. That was there's me in high school. a lot going on there. I think this sounds like someone trying to figure out, like, what it is they even want in the first place. So I yeah. think, like, first of all, you kind of got to, like, pick and choose, like, do I care more about my social stand? It sounds like someone who's in school right now. Do I care more about my social standing at school? Or do I care more about like me being happy with a single person? Um, personally, I think that you know, you if it's if it's in terms of like um, self confidence and stuff, that's something you can talk about. You definitely can't fix the issue of uh, hey, you're ugly. You know, <laughs> <laughs> can you fix that for me? Right. I think it's it's something that um, she definitely needs to kind of look into the microcosm of the relationship and say, what does she like about this person, right? Because if there's not much that she likes about him, or if it's not more important, like you said, if it's not prioritized over her social standing, she's not being fair to to the to the boyfriend, right? Because he's Absolutely. in this thinking that she loves him or she likes him and everything is fine, right? So I think it kind of all boils down to, A, you need to kind of look inside yourself and say, what am I looking for? Like you said before, prioritize what's important but also you need to be fair to that person and not lead him on or make him think and also like you said you can't really attack him and say like <laughs> you're I, ugly I, I bye your v-necks, <laughs> the are v-necks ugly. have got to yeah, go <laughs> right but i think but i think it's important that she needs to again communicate and be honest yeah. with him before she you know yeah i mean i think that we're seeing a couple different things going on in this question like you mm-hmm. said it's multifaceted multi-layered but um one thing that i think we're picking up on that i hope we would is that this person should not be with this person yeah, right no. <laughs> um this this person has clearly wants and needs that aren't being met by this person regardless of, right. of what we think of the situation that is clear that that yeah. they are not a good match because i, I agree this, mm-hmm. this guy can, cannot fill her cannot fulfill her um expectations right now i guess part two is can anyone is that something that's realistic for her to ask for okay look girl um i okay Uh this is gonna sound like really crazy for like two seconds Um, i used to like binge watch millionaire matchmaker with my mom um (laughs) this is going somewhere so um the chick on the show divides her list of like things she prioritizes into two columns of like Things she really, really needs in a person and things she just wants in somebody. And so, like, that has actually like, helped me with dating so much because I used to date, like, a bunch of, like, no offense to, like, all the sports players in the room. Like, I used to date, like, a, like, a bunch of football players. Like, a bunch of football players. And then I was like, football players really don't, like, stimulate me mentally. And so I was like, Stereotype. I was like, I love, I love <laughs> I'm offended. like, look, you got to decide what's important to you. And you just got to go for that. So, like, do you want some guy who's just going to, like, never text you back first? or and, and who, like, treats you like a princess, but, like, besides, you know, the obvious? Or do you want, like, a guy who's, you know, not that cute, but, like, understands, like, your emotional needs? That's, it's, 
it's like a twink it yeah. twink a, a coin toss <laughs> uh, it's like whatever what was that word? It's a Twinkie toss. <laughs> Would have been a different Coined combo. A new word. There you <laughs> go. Would have been a completely different combo. But no, yeah. I think maybe a little bit redundant. But it's important to say that if she's already listing the things that she doesn't like about a person, that's absolutely not a great start to a relationship, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're already looking at all the negatives, and, and maybe that's something that she needs to figure out about herself first yeah. or you know because yeah. it's if you're going into a relationship like that you might not be mentally prepared for a relationship if you're already pointing out well i don't like this i don't like this i don't like this you need to a good relationship would start with i love this about him or her mm-hmm. or i love that they do this for me and beyond um beyond the physical too you know mental or spiritual how you are fulfilled by them elsewise because it seems like in the question a lot of it is just social standing and the v-necks that she doesn't like so a lot of it's the outside also like relationships are a lot of compromise so you got to decide you know like maybe there are a couple things that they're they're not perfect you know people have flaws i have flaws i'm sure anders has flaws Ouch. No. <laughs> Anders is perfect. <laughs> you take that back. TV. I was about to say, I couldn't relate to the car one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pro driver. <laughs> but like, you know, like relationships are always, nobody's ever going to be the same. So you're going to date a bunch of people who you decide like you really don't like. And how, why did I even end up in this relationship? And even though they're nice people and you really like them as friends, it doesn't really work out relationship wise. But um, like for me personally, like, once I got to college, everything kind of just like sorted itself out. Like you're surrounded by like people who think like you and who like all the same things that you do. So you're just naturally going to find people who you like click with. And I think, but, I think it's yeah. okay to like change. Mm-hmm. I actually think the best relationships are ones where both people grow. Right. And, and like become different people. Absolutely. But I think it is a little bit crazy to like want someone to change to some, like just to be something that you want them to be. Yeah. yeah. That's asking for disaster and i think i kind of want to just say one more thing that it's um i don't want this to seem like an attack on what you said but i know it's fine i'm the only girl in the room it's no i took that football (laughs) i took that football comment to heart um i think it's it's (laughs) i think it's um some of the best relationships are ones that sometimes people don't think would work out because you Mm -hmm. you find things that fulfill you more than what is obvious right so you find something so it seems like they may come come from two different social cliques it sounds like and um you know this one might not be working but say two different groups somebody from two different groups came together to date you may find out that you really like being treated the way that somebody treats you and it's beyond just the physical it's beyond all that stuff because you come from two different worlds right and i hate the cliche romeo and two Juliet, households both alike i know in dignity. i know wham, but it's 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 um it's something that i think is really important because you can you know find more about yourself right you could mm-hmm. you could grow that way like you kind of said before you grow by learning what else you like and kind of stepping outside your your, your comfort zone and i i do want to say we, we were talking about the word oh earlier and how saying that you owe someone something can be kind of tricky but i feel like relationships are definitely a, definitely a place where that comes out mm-hmm. um and i think in this situation you definitely owe it to your boyfriend knowing if he's giving everything to this relationship he's putting his faith in it and he's really like doubling down and doing his best then you need to be transparent about these things as well as the other. Like it's, it's important that everyone's on the same page and that you're not potentially taking advantage of someone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you should want to, yeah. I, like, it feels weird that you'd have to be like, Oh man, I owe it to my boyfriend <laughs> to like tell him, <laughs> but why but, are you in yeah. that relationship? <laughs> like, and just like, tell him what you tell him what you want. Like maybe it like, okay, it's going to sound really weird, but my, I used to have this boyfriend who was like, you know, 
really clean cut guy, really great. Yeah, he was a quarterback. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but you know, like I'm 2007 circa alternative punk chick. Like I, I got needs. So like we compromised, and he wore eyeliner to my birthday party. Yes. He was like the best boyfriend I ever had. Yes. Uh-huh. So sweet. And then I wa- and then I made him like a football scarf. And then he so. never stopped wearing it again. No, he still <laughs> wears it. He has pictures of him in it. Well, that's a, a nice note to end on. <laughs> yeah. um, love can be achieved. <laughs> yes, love, love, love can be achieved. Um, I, I guess I will just say as one final quick note. Um, I think maybe she's going to have to not necessarily make a choice, but decide of the two, which is most important, that okay. she gets treated well or that she is the person who has access to everything, all the parties and all, yeah. the, fancy, all, all the fancy stuff. So not saying that you can't have both, mm-hmm. but... One of those probably should be more important to you than the other one. Yeah. And it's up to you to figure out which that is. Probably in the near future, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to call it there. Thank you all so much. It's been a great show. I uh, really appreciate it. And uh, thank you for watching. Yes, thank Thanks. you. Thank Absolutely. you. Lights. Hey there. You're watching Journals Out Loud. I am the host, Aaron Bach. Uh, you probably know me, but I'm going to go around the room and uh, you'll all introduce each other and yourselves. Okay. Starting over there. Hi, I'm Abigail McKee. I'm originally from Oklahoma, and I live with cerebral palsy. And I'm Angel Kinan, and I'm a transgender model, um, registered nurse, and yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Nick Navarro. Um, I do stand-up comedy. I'm from South Central LA, and yeah, I'm a, you know I do acting, so I have a couple stuff coming out, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> cool. Um, hi, my name's Victoria. I was born in Burma. I grew up in England, and I'm a singer-songwriter actor. I love the accent. Fantastic. <laughs> I know. Well, thank you all for being here. Thank, thank you. Thank you. you so much. We're going to just jump straight into that first question. Okay. My boyfriend is head over heels in love with me, and I don't feel the same way. He's always talking about the future, and it scares me and makes me question my feelings for him. I've told him how I feel, and he has accepted it, but it doesn't change his behavior. How do I react when he says things like, I want to wake up next to you every day, and my feelings simply haven't caught up to his yet? What do you think? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got, <laughs> I got you. I got right you. In. Don't worry, I got you. Um, I my advice to her would be it might he might not be the one for you at the time because you know I those feelings are real that you know that he has and it's it's kind of wrong to stay in it even though I don't think it's gonna catch up. It's either you guys feel you know feel it or you don't, and I don't think she feels it. Yeah, I feel like. If you keep going with this relationship, you're just kind of stringing him on. Mm-hmm. And if the roles are reversed, you wouldn't want that to happen to you, I don't think. so. But um, you could learn to love him more. I mean, she could be That's loving true. him, but just not as much. Or it sounds like it's more of like the pressure of, um, I want to wake up with you next to you every day. And she's not sure about, um, you know, if it's the, the love will still grow or if she... Um, so it's. I think it's communication is important. I think mm-hmm. it's more about communicating what you're really feeling. So let's say saying that, you know, I really feel pressured when you tell me that um, you want to wake up with me every day because I'm not yet quite thinking that. Um, so I think that might be a good approach to it. What do you I think? I think I definitely yeah. agree with you. I mean, I know you guys are yeah. on the other side, <laughs> yeah, but right. um, I, I'm a romantic person. So when I see i want to wake up next to you every day i'm like oh exactly. that's so cute but um i think I, I don't know how long they've been together for but i mm-hmm. think it um depending on how long they've been together mm-hmm. for um i think she should give it more time to see if her feelings does does grow up because 
it differ, it differs from you know for every relationship and um you might end up loving him you know it's uh, you can't really yeah, tell that, you know that's time will tell basically and yeah. Um, yeah but this is so cute yeah that relationship yeah. how long they've been together that yeah that, that's, a big that's factor. key yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it really is if it's like a month then okay yeah you're weird yeah. but definitely <laughs> i agree with you guys if she doesn't love him and she's just stringing him along yeah. then that's not a yeah. no no but i don't yeah. think that's what she really feels but, th- but we don't know because yeah. <laughs> it's kind of limited i think it's important to not you know if he is the potential lover or the one you know in his mm-hmm. life it's it's i think important not to lose it until you've really experienced everything and go through everything together and you know i think communication is a big important factor as well in a relationship so i think time time is probably a big factor in this yeah yeah, yeah. i believe in time too so i think that that's a great point that you've kind of latched on to right there's two different possibilities mm-hmm. here one is that this is a newer relationship and he's going too fast and there's a pressure involved yeah. and the other is that this has been going on for a while and she's just not in it right yeah. Yeah. not feeling it so um i guess Ooh, there's may I qu- say oh yeah go for it um, i actually went on a date um i didn't know it was a date but i thought it was a friendship dinner thing uh. um but with this guy and then on the first date he asked me to be his girlfriend and like, um <laughs> I, I, knew, <laughs> I knew it wasn't what i was going for and i i've never had a boyfriend before as well i mean now i do but before then i wanted to make sure it was the right one um so for me um i i said really politely you know i'm sorry <laughs> this wasn't what i was looking for but um you know you know when it's true or when it's not and they've been in relationship together but however long, but they <coughs> said they want to be girlfriend and boyfriend, so there has to be something between them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I think it's important to explore that further. That's interesting. So I guess that's part one, right? Yeah. Where, yeah. where it's kind of a newer relationship. Mm. So how long does she give it before it's just not going to work? I think until she's ready to give up. I mean, I mean, I believe that guys kind of have to be more attracted to girls first and and they kind of you know like pursue the females i mean that's kind of how i it happened with my boyfriend um like he was attracted to me more than me attracted to him and it kind of grew in time i mean i stayed like you know uh true true to myself and telling him like you know i'm kind of dating a few still <laughs> but um but, but doing it honestly know, but, yeah. but but yeah again back to the communication i think being truthful and um communicate your feelings and just being fair to it and not leading him on mm-hmm. if you already know that uh, you know i tried but it's not working then then it's time to let go yeah uh, i feel but, no <laughs> i feel like there like there shouldn't be a time limit you know like you know when you know like you're i know it sounds cheesy but like when your heart knows it does you know like i I mean that's that's very stereotypical and cheesy and everything but i mean time time is not the issue it's like what your heart wants i was gonna say i was gonna be real romantical (laughs) well you're the guy here i'm I'm the man in here but i was gonna say you can tell with a kiss honestly like well not the first couple ones but like if it's if it's a month or two you guys been on dates. If you don't feel that feeling when you go home, like, oh, man, like, I want to see her again tomorrow. If you don't feel that, if she doesn't feel that way about him, then he's not the guy. You know, if he doesn't make you feel a certain way, then it, it, it it's not going to just happen. You know, she might be waiting for the wrong thing. So it might be she's not ready or it might be she's waiting for the wrong thing. That's not, not going to happen. So I say two months, 
a couple of dates. That's <laughs> <laughs> very specific. Like, was, it didn't happen to me. It didn't happen to me. <laughs> so but grand yeah. and romantic and then so specific. Exactly. Uh, um, but, you know, I think that, that you've made some great points. By asking the question, does that mean that she's reached the point already? I believe so. If, if you're doubting that, then you're, you've reached that point, And now you're asking other people. I, in my opinion, she's asking for people to, to talk her into staying in. And if you're watching, don't stay in. You know, just don't, don't do that to him. I like that. And then you're tapping into point two now, right? Where uh, maybe it's been a while mm-hmm. and she's still not into it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. At that point, you have to explore, well, how, how does this affect him? And if the roles were reversed, how would you want to exactly. Exactly. be yeah. in the middle exactly. of this? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, I think that we've covered that. Thank you all so much. Next question. <laughs> Good, luck. Go. Good luck. Recently... Recently, I've started having hallucinations and hearing voices in my head. I can't sleep at night, and I'm having a lot of trouble getting out of bed. I've tried to ignore it, but it's getting worse. Is there something wrong with me? No. Hmm? I don't think so. It, I mean, no, no. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Somebody not, hallucinating no, and, like, no, seeing wait, something. Wait, not, and, in a medical, um, not in a medical way. Like, yeah, you might be, something's wrong with you, but I'm saying, like, you're not crazy. Like, if that was the question. Like, am okay. I crazy? Yeah. Not what I agree with. Yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, I agree that, um, I mean, if it's help that you need, um, obviously seeing things that are not there or hearing things that are not there um, is not, First of all, it's not safe, yeah. um, you know, because you could, like, get into accidents or whatever, or um, especially if those voices are already telling you something. Um, I work as a registered nurse, so I kind of, um, that's kind of like what, I mean, it sounds like it's possible schizophrenia, or it could be, like, um, not get, being able to get out of bed. It could be, like, depression. Obviously, try to um, go back to reality and see if you can ignore it or whatever. Obviously, if you're taking medications or you're not sleeping or anything like that then that's a, a different story yeah, like yeah. you know somebody on meth like not sleeping i mean eventually they're gonna have hallucinations mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but um so definitely it's something that is worth um researching yeah. at least um and seeing if there's any help available for you if you have a doctor if you have a psychiatrist if you have insurance if you have you know friends who know about it um definitely yeah seek professional help if that's the case. And there's also like free clinics around too. Like if you are like, if you don't have insurance and you're like, where do I go? Like I've talked to my friends and you're kind of like, I like your last, like your last moment and you're like, what do I do? There's also like free things as well. Mm. I think, yeah, like um, asking for help is definitely a great advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would also, I think there are a lot of factors miss- missing. Is Are they on drugs? Yeah. 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 Then obviously like, take up the drugs first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, right. You don't know, but um, even depression, uh, that can really make you hear things. And, you know, it's a little, little see bug just tells you like, oh, I don't want to get so somber, but I've, you know, dealt with depression stuff um a little bit here and there with people i know as well and they would hear things in their head um like to kill themselves yeah yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. i hate like talking about this because it's so like down it's the reality it's the reality and yeah. you know suicide hotline there's a yeah. lot yeah. out there um Ooh, that's i mean there's logic. a lot of help out yeah. there i mean we live at an age that this is not something that you know that Not you can't alert. get a help yeah. with, yeah. you know, or that people don't know about. So when, when I read the question, I was like in my head, I thought he meant or she meant. Is there something wrong with me? Like, am I crazy? And then that, that's why I said no. Yeah, yeah, no. But I, yeah, if you, yeah, if you now you need to yeah talk to some people and see yeah. if there's medications for you. And then after that, if it's still happening, then there might be something really wrong with you. But it's serious. It's not. 
it's not a you're crazy. Or, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what I was going for. But please don't and ignore don't, it. And yes, you're not yeah, crazy. Don't don't um, yeah. yeah don't yeah. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't think, think that you I, are. I yeah. thought it was yeah. like something wrong. But it, it is. It, it's a serious yeah. thing. If to it's deal hindering with. your everyday life, you need to. You know, figure out something. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, I'd say that if it's to the point where you're willing to come to us, yeah, you know, it's probably worth asking other people as well, people who are professionally trained in medical stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. People who have studied all their lives to help people with problems like this. So uh, we wish you the best of luck. And it's uh, never wrong or bad to ask for help. Um, and now on to our next question. I had sex for the first time two weeks ago. The guy I did it with is a drug dealer. I just took a pregnancy test and it was positive. I don't want a kid right now. I don't want my kid to be raised around drugs. I'm a straight A student and a sophomore in my high school. I am not getting an abortion. If I tell my parents, they will probably make me abort it or send my boyfriend to jail. I don't know what to do. Any advice? Uh, Okay. Um, Okay. My friend went through something sort of similar. She found out she was pregnant with like her boyfriend's a baby and um she was scared to tell her parents she was like what am i gonna do Mm -hmm. and um she ended up trying to hide it as a secret like she was she told just some friends and like was hiding it and i was like you can't hide it because like you're gonna start showing (laughs) and like that's not that's not that's not okay like you need to confine in your family and like Regardless of what they think, like you'll move forward once you tell them. And so she ended up telling them and they kind of caught on, obviously. But like this question just seems like you're kind of like you're kind of thinking the worst could happen. You're like, oh, if I tell them they're going to say this and my parents are going to send them to jail and all this stuff. You don't you don't know until you tell someone what they're going to say. So my advice to you would just be, be honest because like old school, but like honesty is the best policy, you know, and you don't, you can't, it's something you can't hide. And so if you're upfront and honest, I think that will help you like further your journey in this. I feel like she hasn't given herself that many options because she doesn't want to get abortion. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want to tell the parents because the parents are to... I think, I mean, coming from a traditional background, if my parents knew about this, they would disown me and they would kill me to (laughs) death. And so, I mean, I don't know where she comes from, but um, if your parents are lenient and, you know, you know them, obviously, if they're lenient, then you should tell them. Or I don't... I don't like to judge people either. So mm-hmm. this drug dealer could be a kind, compassionate person. Who knows? Okay. Um, but I think she needs to well, get help. And if she doesn't want a kid right now, I think the best option is to abort. And I I guess I would ask what the reasons are for you not to want to do abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I think that abortion would be probably the best way Adoption to do is also a, a thing. Option, yeah. As an option, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what my friend ended up, ended up doing was... Yeah placing her child up for adoption so there is like mm-hmm. if you're being like i'm not going to abort i'm not going to tell my parents i'm not going to do this maybe resort to just talking to like an adoption agency and seeing what your options are and um but also, how, far, have to tell your parents. how far is it you know yeah how far exactly with pregnancy is it because mm-hmm. you might not even need to abort if the baby's not really grown this, yet i think this uh this question she yeah she's like saying no to a lot of options she said like you said she doesn't want it want a, a kid and then her parents would make her get that but she also doesn't like to j- want her kid to be around a drug dealer 
it's it's like is that might be the only option that she has in her head is adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say you still have to tell your parents. You know, it's, it, even if you want the adoption, you're still gonna have to tell your parents at some point. Um, Especially if you're in high school, it's yeah. like oh my God, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you need your daddy's yeah. mommy's I, help. That that would be. I mean, if you talk to your parents and you don't want to get an abortion, I would I would highly suggest adoption. Yeah, like come up with a plan. Like when talking to your parents, be like, "Oh, I'm already considering adoption. I've already looked into this. I've already, like come up with a game plan. Don't just be like, "Oh, I'm pregnant." Well, like take action. Well, for me, I mean, I would love to have a baby. I mean, I would love to be pregnant, but it's not possible, you know. So mm-hmm. it's really something huge. It's really something you should look into. You should really like, um, you know, find out what you want. I mean, are you ready to be a mom? I mean, are you? Um, do you want the kid? Do you not want the kid? Um, what types of support do you have? I mean, communication is all good. I mean, adoption, everything. Um, so it's. I mean, first of all. It's a big thing. Enjoy it. Absorb it. Find out what you want and then start communicating and seeing what options you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever it is, it, it's there for a reason. It is what it is right now. Just try to move on and yeah. see what you can do. And not all drug dealers are that bad. Some are nice people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I know. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just marijuana, which is legal in California. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> so I guess first thing I'll say is um, take another test because if you've taken one, that's not enough. You need to definitely take more than one because mm-hmm. false positives happen. So make sure that you are clear on what's actually happening. If it is positive, um, you don't want a kid and you don't want an abortion. That kind of does leave you with one option. I will say, mm-hmm. you know, you should think about why you don't want a kid and also why you don't want an abortion. And also, if you have or haven't thought about adoption, why you do or don't want that as well. Really question yourself. Understand why you have come to these conclusions. Because um, if you still feel the same way at the end of that line of thought, um, then really there's only one solution, which is adoption. Um, here's the thing. Your parents can't force you to have an abortion. Yeah. No one can force you to do that. Like, that's just not legal. Um, and even if your parents somehow tried to do it, a doctor would, would not agree to that. Mm-hmm. So um, don't worry on that front. Uh, therefore, it is important that you tell your parents because they can't do that they can't make you have an abortion. They might try to send your boyfriend to jail. That is possible. Like that is something that could totally happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But odds are if he went to jail, it wouldn't be for what happened between the two of you. (laughs) They'd send him to jail for probably the drugs. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, it's just kind of a, a no win situation on that front. And I'm, I'm sorry to say that I, you know, I I wish it wasn't that way. Um, The important part though, is making sure that you are safe and that you are healthy and that uh, the decisions that you're making are your own. So um, on that front, I think we've said kind of, I think everything we wanted to say, Uh, I think that we said it's important to talk to your parents. Um, I would also probably talk to a doctor as well at this point, because I mean, it seems like it's happening. So you're going to need some help. Um, and we wish you the best of luck. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Take some time to think through everything. Don't rush into it. Yeah. Absolutely. And our final quick question. How do you guys feel about women proposing to men? Definitely go for it. <laughs> <laughs> if you already know, go for it. I'm pro equality. I'm a feminist uh, <laughs> by, you know, at heart. So I think I go for it. 
Yeah, I'm on board with that as yeah. well. Like, it doesn't matter if you're a woman or a man, you're still human beings. Yeah, you know, exactly. Do whatever you want. If you love someone, go for it. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh. Your turn. We're all like, go um, for it, go for it. Yeah, now it's my take. Um, I, I mean, it's, it's fine. I just, just make sure that, that he is willing to, you know, that you guys are both ready for that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's fine, though. It's nothing wrong, you know, if that's the question. If, if it's not wrong. And it's, it's, you know, it depends on the guy. You know, he should be fine with it if he really wants to marry you at yeah. some point. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess knowing what yeah, your no. boyfriend is, uh, that, that that makes sense, though. Like, yeah. if you know that your boyfriend is kind of like wants the traditional, then you kind of have to play with it, too. You know, I mean, it. don't steal his thun- thunder. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I, I believe in that. It's, he, it's a relationship, yeah. you know. <laughs> Sorry. Imagine if you get rejected because your man is I so know. proud. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, that's you have to mention that. You have to mention that, like, as a joke. Like, hey, what if one day I just proposed to you? Yeah. If I take you to the, you know, this and this, and he, yeah. and if and he says like, oh no, that's never gonna happen. First. Yeah, yeah. I, like I think that. it's just like yeah. communication. Like, goes back to communication. Yeah. Because if 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 he does say like, oh, I don't think so, then you'd be like, oh, I was just joking. Yeah, I, was just joking. <laughs> I don't even have a ring. I don't have a ring. Slide it back in your backpack. Exactly. <laughs> I think at this time in your relationship, you already know like what he wants and what exactly, he's like. Yeah. So I, th- I don't think you'd be doing it if you didn't know he would go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, or you, you might be rushing into things if you don't really know and you just you yeah. know you're just doing it just to do it. Yeah. That's a good point because probably if you're asking, you almost always <laughs> know the answer beforehand. <laughs> should yeah. <laughs> Um, so if you don't know the answer, maybe uh, it is rushing. That's a great point. Yeah. Thank you. That boyfriend from question number no. one might do that. Yeah. You like that. That's a, yeah. that's a comedy they thing. They can switch. <laughs> 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 well, and on that note, we're going to end the show, but you guys have been fantastic. Thank you so much thank for you. all your insights. Yeah. You guys have been great, and uh, thank you for watching. Hey there, welcome to another edition of the Journals Out Loud Casting Initiative. My name is Aaron Bach, I'm the host. You probably know some of these faces already, but let's introduce ourselves anyway. What's up guys, I'm Sean Lusk, I'm 17. I've been on the show for a little bit, so. Hello, my name's Noah Durham, 19. I am Anders Ravenstead, 22. Hey, hey, what's up? I'm Eddie Sandstrom, 19 years old, L.A. born and raised. Nice, it's funny, I always forget my age as well, so. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's jump straight into the questions. Uh, Show number four. My significant other's family may be racist. During the recent Charlottesville stuff, they ignored the Nazis and said it was all, quote-unquote, the Democrats' fault. They have said that God chose white people to lead civilization. This is making me very nervous because my family are mixed race. I have a very light complexion, so I doubt that my significant other's family knows, but I'm not sure what to do in this situation. Whoa. All right. (laughs) I just got riled up. Like, I... Like, why wouldn't they talk to their significant other before yeah, submitting you, this? Like, I feel like that would be, like, the first step is, like, make sure that they know. Well, either way, even if they do know, like... Am I misreading it? Well, it's, no. It's, it's, it's excuse <laughs> me, sorry, but, like, it's fucked up. Like, you can't... Yeah. It's 2017, we're yeah. past that point, and as... Like, I'm, I'm Mexican, like, I, I've been racially profiled before, and it pisses me off because it's, like... I have just as much of a capability to be successful and to do things in my life as anybody, a white person, a black person, a brown person, an Asian person. It doesn't matter. So the fact that they're saying like, oh, they're racist. Oh, white people are supposed to lead the civilization. That's it's bull. And I don't think anybody's arguing that. I think she wants to know what to do and how to 
like what to do in that situation, but talk to your significant other if you really think. Yeah, it's but like well, the significant other's family shouldn't really reflect that person though. It's like so, if she thinks he's racist, then she should talk to him about that. But like the family shouldn't reflect him. You know what I mean? Or Absolutely. or her. Yeah, you can't yeah. judge a partner based on the actions of their family. But of course, at the same not. time, if you're in a situation where you're not safe or you're worried that you know it may come to reflect on you once they realize that you're mixed race, then you're really going to find yourself in a bind when you know you're at the dinner table and suddenly that yeah. just comes up <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but like either way i mean it's 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 2017 and you would think people are past that point it doesn't matter that it's not her or him who's racist it's the family and oh you have to bring it into account you have to bring it up it's 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 a shitty thing because it shouldn't have to be brought up it shouldn't have to be a thing it's 2017 and people need to understand <laughs> we're just human in in this world and it, it doesn't matter what color you are. We're all humans. Well, exactly. the, uh, the unfortunate thing there is that this, this really is 2017. You know, we're in a time where there's such a racial divide and that we're having so much, so many of these problems coming up because half of us think that we're living in the future where racism doesn't exist and the other half are living in a very racially biased and segregated world. And um, I think we're seeing that it ends, um, it being the time that it is. I like that's a great point because it is as though we live in two entirely different worlds one where there is absolutely no racism one where there's a ton of racism and there the, the truth is that we're somewhere yeah. in the middle because those two sides exist in the same world so um moving on to actually a great point that you made you're sitting at the dinner table this comes up casually what do you do well i want to kind of disagree with you sean i mean it it is important to not judge this person based off the way their family behaves, but it is also equally important to understand that, let's say this is a deep relationship that's going somewhere, right? Even if it's not necessarily marriage, even if this is early on and that's like crazy to think about, even if you are close enough where that is a possibility somewhere down the line and you could admit that to yourself, that family is a family you're marrying into. You're becoming yeah. a part of that family, which means that for this person you're dating, you are setting an ultimatum, either them or me. That is kind of the line you're drawing. Now, maybe that's something that they can handle and they aren't racist and they can adapt and that's going to work out. But that's still a crazy thing you got to think about like way in advance. But that's a yeah. line that should be made. You know, it's it, it can't it can't be that far. You know, like racism now, like it just shouldn't it shouldn't be around. It shouldn't be a thing. Like we've been there. We've done that. We're tired of it. <laughs> Absolutely. No, and that's just it is race and racism can't coexist in that kind of a toxic environment. You know, if you find yourself surrounded by people that hate you for who you are, literally things that you cannot control, then I think your partner um and it's not so much them understanding that. Like your partner must understand that and understand that you have to be separate from it. Or you yourself need to understand that they can't be that way because that's tearing them from their entire family. It all comes down to communication at the end. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, what? how do we, as a society, as artists, like, what do we do to, in the future, get rid of racism? Like, what do we, why is it still existing? What are we doing wrong that we've missed this, like, uh, ugly little blemish in the country? <laughs> I mean, if that's, in the world, if that's a new question, I mean, we can yeah. get into that. Yeah. Well, but like, but, <laughs> we're completely off topic. From to go into <laughs> to go into that though, like, to, like nowadays, if you look at all the different universities, like high, like top top grade universities, like there is opportunity. There's like, if you look at the percentage of 
African-American people, if you look at the percentage of Latin American people in this country, like, and then you look at the schools and percentages of people in the schools, you'll see that a majority are African-American, Mexican, just different ethnicities. And it's not necessarily all white. So it shows that there's so much opportunity for so many people. And it's like, it's there for you. You know, the opportunity is there. It's 2017 and it's time to like make it happen for humanity. Are you saying that it's, it's the fault of someone if they don't take advantage of those opportunities? Um, yeah. Yeah, I am saying that because obviously you're going to have to deal with so many different people and so many different opinions. But at the end of the day, you got to just do you. If you live your life, you have the ability to do whatever you want. It but doesn't it, matter what other people are saying or what other people are putting limits on you. Yeah. If you have the drive, if you have the the will to say like, screw it. Oh, you're racist. And you're, you know, taking on heat from situations like that. If you just say screw it and you go out and you do your thing, like I am living proof of that. But I feel like that's somewhat blaming the victims for not taking initiative in a system that's already against them. You know, it's so hard for people to get to that point where they can be in like a, a high level Ivy League college or even a UC and something like that uh, to, to look at people who aren't doing that and say it's your fault racism doesn't exist because you're not taking enough initiative. That's taking the weight off the people who are actually oppressing other people and creating systems that are actively working against people of color. Yeah, I mean, it, it just comes back to like, so... What's your what is your point though? Uh my point is that it's not people's fault if they're not necessarily in that upper echelon of people of color who are going to college who are following their dreams because they've been put in a society that immediately puts them down, you know, for being who they are. They already have so much right. stacked against them that it's hard to expect that of them. It's like, why can't you just be yourself? Why can't you be the best member of your race? It's like they don't they can't. I feel like well, no matter what color you are, black, white, Mexican, anything, if you work hard enough, then you can, you know, achieve the goals you want to do. Let me let me say this. I was I come from Canoga Park. That was where more or less where I'm from. And it's 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 ghetto, it's hood, it's as low class, as poor, as rough as it gets. Like if you want to talk about oppression, go to Canoga Park, go to downtown LA, go to like South Central and you'll see it, obviously, but it's up to like each person. Like if if you if you make the step to say like yeah, this is what I'm in. This is the life that I was born into because that's how it is. You're born into the life. You don't you, you don't choose who 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 has you as a, as your parents. Like you're born into a life and it's up to you. So, what I'm trying to say is every situation is different. Every situation is tough, but like if you want it, you have to just go out and like get it. Like make the change in your in your mind and it's tough sometimes. I understand that. But if you're willing to just try and try and try you'll be able to succeed. So uh, can I, I'm sorry, I don't want to, if, if we need to move on, I can. Unfortunately we do, but I, I'm just okay. going to kind of jump in real quick. Um, I, I think I'm hearing two major through lines. One being that uh, America is a land of opportunity where someone, even in a disempowered environment and uh, stuff that is held against them makes no sense, but they can push through and they can make, then they can actually make something themselves. Like there's that through line. Then there's another through line where sure there may be opportunity, but it's really hard and kind of, it makes a lot of sense why it's not being taken advantage of in many cases because they are disempowered from the beginning, right? Like it's not just a matter of opportunity. It's a matter of empowerment and there's that missing is what you feel, correct? Absolutely. Okay, cool. So now we have both sides. We don't have the time to hash it out and get to the bottom of it, but let's, now that we understand each other at least. Are we not solving race? We also. Uh, No, that's next week. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) Yes. Uh, 
But thank you both, and we will come back to that at some point in the future. I, I love that idea as a topic to really delve down deep, uh, and I, I can see that there's a lot to talk about there. Next question. I have known my entire life that I want to be someone's housewife and adopt lots of children. My boyfriend and I are 20, and he is in his second year of college. He wants to make me his housewife, but it will take years before he has the money to provide for me, let alone the five kids I want to adopt. Recently, another man offered to marry me. He's 30, but very attractive and wealthy, and I'd be immediately cared for. I want to take his offer because this is what I've always wanted, but how can I abandon my boyfriend who is working his butt off to someday care for me? I love him, but I don't know if I can survive the next few years of waiting. What do I do? Okay, she's got really so weird, savage. twisted standards because she doesn't care who it is doing it. Yeah. She just wants to be taken care of, which in my mind... I don't know, this might be really rude. I think it's just lazy. Like, well, I want to adopt five kids, but I also don't want a job, and the man needs to provide. Like, I mean, you might hate the other guy. You know what I mean? You might go marry yeah. this guy and realize that he's a complete douchebag. You know what I mean? I mean, like, this question just seems like it's set up entirely wrong because it's just something I don't want to answer. Like, <laughs> I look at it, and I'm kind of mad. Like, well, 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 real quick, it's interesting because I'm glad that you made that distinction, though, right? Like, it's not that... It's not a good thing that she's doing. Like, not at all. Well, no, but, no, but, but, screwing somebody over, if that yeah. is... She wants us to say, cares for go you, for like... the 30-year-old because you're going to get what you want out of it. Sure. But, 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 that's, and, but that's an important distinction, though, right? Like, the thing that's wrong is the fact that you're taking advantage of whoever it is yeah. right like th- you are making it That's clear in the question that you don't care who it is as long as you get xyz done mm-hmm. and uh that is definitely a problem like there are I mean, issues that pop like up there woman? versus versus the alternative where it's like okay you want to be a housewife that's no no of course you can if you want to be a housewife then you are totally allowed to be a housewife yeah but, like that's like the sure right it's that, kind of like you're copping out in life like you're just gonna say oh, i'll let you take care of me thank you yeah <laughs> I, I don't think there's there's a fair stigma against wanting to be a housewife i think i think you should be allowed to do whatever you want but if you're taking out that opportunity on other people and you're essentially saying you need to provide this for me um at that point you're dead weight um yeah frankly but I will say this about being a housewife. I'm obviously not a housewife. But in sure? regards to housewives, I might be. <laughs> but in regards to housewives, like if she's saying she wants to have a lot of kids, I don't really agree with this person in their question because she's talking about wealth. The 30-year-old is wealthy is what she's talking about here. She says she wants to be a housewife. But, I mean, a good thing about being a housewife is you get to spend all that time with the children. And you get to really, really take care of those kids. And that's something that's, that's not only really going to be benefit. Yeah, it's not going to benefit yourself, not only. It's going to be benefiting the kids. They're going to have that parent, like, that's there for Wouldn't them. Wouldn't it be more, like, rewarding to do it with somebody you love, though? You know exactly. Instead of someone that just has money? <laughs> 100%. I think it's, this is a wrong question, but in regards to housewives... It's a good opportunity for the kids. Housewives are cool, but just not in this situation. Not in this situation. Can't be using people for their money. How could you not survive with, like, someone? I mean, she says she loves him, so how is she? She's obviously happy, you know what I mean? I don't know. And, like, at 20 years old, that's, like, a lot to take on. Because, like, obviously, I want to be a housewife as well. But I've got, like, my own goals and aspirations that, I mean, if that was from day one, you were like, I'm going to be a housewife with five kids and I don't care who does it, like, I guess go for it. My advice to her is to... Do whatever you have to do, but just know that it's not... (laughs) My advice to her is to live her life a little bit. She's only 20. She's not even 21. Like, she can, you know, live a lot and, like, grow with this person. At least she wants to adopt. That's nice. She... You know, orphanages... Orphanages are overflowing, so... Yeah. Maybe try a few few things out first. Maybe try painting or try playing a sport (laughs) or doing something. A dog, possibly? Oh, yeah. Try a a dog before you adopt lots of kids. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. <laughs> but yeah. but let's say that no matter what we say, 
that's her goal, right? Then I think at the very least we can all agree, as I think we've all said, that this guy that you're with right now, you probably shouldn't be with, and that guy you're considering is also someone you shouldn't be with, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because... That's um, not good advice, though. You can't just tell her to leave both of them. Wait. And then she's not going to be... You know, I think she should go for the 30-year-old, because then she can leave... The 20-year-old has, like, his whole life to live. You yeah, know? honestly. He could, he could find another one. Like, He'd probably be saving him a lot of yeah. hairs. <laughs> I can't... That, that's, that's, like, the objective What if he found out approach. that she wrote this in? Like, he'd be ticked, you know? <laughs> no, and but, then he leaves her, and then she's more left attractive, with, more with none. Wait, 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 with oh, my God. But, we're about to ruin this girl's life. No, no, no. But <laughs> that's the thing. We didn't do anything. That's her, right? This is the way she actually feels. Down the road, she's... Someone that she's with right now doesn't know it, right? Is this a real question? Or this is, is a real person? question. We didn't make any of these up. These oh are from actual. I want her to see this Dear video. <laughs> yeah. What's Down the road, handle? she's going to end handle? up single with five adopted children <laughs> and I no money. I want her to know that the no little job. Asian kid that's completely irrelevant does not approve. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I mean, she does say, "How can I abandon my boyfriend who's working his butt off every day?" She knows that it's not moralistically wrong to do this, and she's yeah. she's coming at it from a place of like, yeah. "I'm deeply conflicted because this is what I want." And this is what I feel, and they're clearly it ends. Do what you want, girl, but just know what you're doing is messed up. <laughs> Honestly, second, second that. yeah, leave the 20 year old for his sake. A nice little bow, right? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Because if you do like this guy at all, then you gotta admit that you're being not fair. So, not at all. On that note, we're gonna move on to the last question. I feel like my friend's been using her mental illness as an excuse to avoid me. She'll blame not feeling well for not being able to do things, but it's only things with me. She'll say she's too tired to hang out with me, but not with her significant other. I don't think this is because of her mental illness anymore, and I don't know what to do. Okay. I'm going to say that in in the realm of mental illness, um, especially when you have friends who suffer from mental illnesses, and this is a recurring thing that's a problem, uh, not only do you need to speak with them about these problems that you're having with this, because, you know, it is something that can be talked about it's not like a you can't discuss mental illness we're not at that point in society anymore we can we can talk about this um but if you feel like it's putting strain on your relationship in a way that you can't maintain um then you definitely have to reach a point where you wonder if can i provide the support that this person needs and at that point you can either uh refer them to someone who can help them better or um i mean that really does seem the only option because hanging in there for for yourself and just silently hating them just doesn't seem horribly productive. Yeah. But maybe they don't silently hate their friend. Maybe they're just like, maybe they're, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if depression is a mental illness, but maybe they're just like super oh, yeah, depressed to, to the point is. to where it's like their friend's yes, like, hey, yes, come yes. out with me. Let's go out. And you're just like, not I want well, to. Also, if you read I this can't. question, she says, but not with her significant other. So she could just be jealous of her hanging out with her okay, boyfriend. Okay, but too like much. significant other. If ever I'm dating somebody, like they're significant to me for a reason. I'm and they're going to be there. Spend exactly. time with them, like all Absolutely. the time. So like, they're somebody that they feel comfortable with, and you know, like when you're yeah, there's a difference between a best friend and that a, person and a probably makes you right. kind of happy at least right. a little bit. Yeah, and clearly, I mean, it, it seems here that like the person in there. Uh, that they're in a relationship with seems to be there supporting them regularly. I mean, they seem to be providing that support system that I was talking about earlier that it seems so hard to provide. And a lot of people take it very personally. They they hear friends say, I can't go out tonight. I can't do this. I don't have the energy for this. Or I'm just not feeling it. And over time, you know, that, that loses meanings for people and it, it immediately doesn't become about mental illness. It becomes very personal. But it yeah. seems like... Um, I mean it, that this significant other seems to be a safe base for this friend of theirs, and I don't I don't know if they should necessarily take it that way. Like sometimes a wild night for me is like just sitting down and reading a book. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I can't. So, sometimes I don't want to be around people. Like Sounds it's wild. exhausting when you know if you're somebody that wants to be alone a lot of the time. Like being around people is really tiring. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yep. But like, I'll also say this: like, to kind of strike a serious note, not like, yeah, to strike a serious note. I had a, a buddy pass away recently who was like going through a lot, and it was a lot like this, and it it's a tough question for me because it really was too recent. But like, my buddy passed away, and we all were thinking like, oh, he's just been hiding in his room. He's been not wanting to come out. He doesn't want to come out. He's just busy. He's got stuff going on. No, it wasn't that. And it's like, as the friend, like that was my best friend, man. Like I look back and I think like, shit, I should have done something. I should have forced him to come out with me and been like, look, like just come and just get him out the door, you know? But I didn't know. So these situations are tough. When it comes to mental illness, you can't just push that off and 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 you know it's something to take serious she also doesn't really specify what kind of mental illness it is we were making an inference that it's right. depression mm-hmm. that which makes could sense been anything, but, though. right yeah it could be something that takes physical manifestations i mean eating disorders or technically totally. a mental yeah. disorder Absolutely. or social anxiety in which this yeah. would make perfect sense oh totally. for sure I mean, I think that the bottom line is the, the through lines that I'm hearing are basically, you know, that this is something that you shouldn't really take that personally. This is probably something that this person is dealing with as best they can. And they're very lucky to have someone in their life who they do feel comfortable sharing that with and yeah. uh, who is seemingly helping. That's good. Um, I would also add, try not to be jealous because, like, it's nice that you want to be there for your friend, but it's more important that your friend has someone. Yeah, and and yeah. and to be to be supportive and understanding because that's what they need in whatever point. in whatever way that is right you know in just, whatever way it is just if be you want to support somebody then do it absolutely well thank you all so much you guys have been fantastic we're gonna call it there but thank you for watching and uh, hope that you are all doing well later peace thanks. Pew, 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 pew.